Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hewer, you're going to go back to throw the ball. Sets up, looks, throws toward the corner of the end zone. It is intercepted! Intercepted! The next turn the ball! Down to the 35, the 40! Kenny Wayne's going to score! Kenny Wayne's going to score! Kelly! Touchdown! Touchdown! Kenny Wayne's on the interception! The most improbable finish of a football game! There he was, the voice of the Ducks, Kenny Wheaton, the pick. One of the moments in Oregon Duck football history that will live forever. A true turning point for the Oregon program and the man who was on the call uh, for that and really every other game since. Jerry Allen, the voice of the Ducks, kind enough to join us now. Jerry, how are you today? Ah, Dusty, my friend, I miss getting to see you on a regular basis. I'm doing well, thanks. Well, I'll see you tomorrow. I will. I'll definitely see you tomorrow. Okay. I'll stop by the booth tomorrow and uh, say hi to you and 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 Jorgie and Joey and Terry and, and the whole gang. But we've been doing this all show long, um, and I wanted to know uh, we're doing shout out life. Uh, you have any veterans in your life that you want to shout out? Uh, yeah. Gosh, if I can do it without crying. <laughs> <It's>, uh... <laughs> Uh, this is kind of hard for me. I, I was a Navy guy, okay? I was a Navy. My dad was Navy. Um, I have a grandson who went into the Marines, um, wow. did four years, came out. Things were going tough, and, and uh, a year or so ago, he took his life. So oh, he's man. still a veteran, okay? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. God, uh, love veterans. Uh, love them all. Love them all. And uh, yeah. the Danny over here is uh, sitting right across from me. He's an Air Force veteran. Um, and it, it is a day where we share all, all of the the love for all the vets out there. Um, so thank you for sharing that. No doubt. Yeah. Thank Thanks you for sharing, sharing that. that. And, and, I'm, and I'm sorry for your, your family's loss. Um, yeah. Oh, thank you. Let's get to the things that we that we love to to talk about and the things that make us happy. Uh, let's talk about this football game coming up. I mean, we have seen this Oregon football team grow in front of our very eyes, uh, Jerry and. Uh, can you kind of take us through, from your lens, where we were um, at, at that first game in Georgia to rifling off these eight straight wins and what this team looks like now? Yeah, it's uh, it's something that if you tried to explain to people could happen, I don't know anybody <laughs> that would have believed it, maybe other than in, maybe the coaching staff or and some of the guys in that football team. I mean, it didn't seem possible that Oregon could – become this good of a football team after that loss. But I I kind of think I, no, no losses are good, Dusty, but I think that Dan Lanny went into that game against Georgia and told his team, guys, you've got to be better than you are. This is a good team. This is different football. You've got to be better. And I think I think his team was sort of like, yeah, okay, coach, we got this. And and then they didn't. And mm-hmm. then when they got home, I think he looked at them and said, well, I tried to tell you, didn't I? Now you're ready to learn. And I think that's what they've done. They've opened their minds up, and they've allowed Dan Lanning and their staff to to teach them how to be a better football team in so many different ways. And I think having Bo Nix there as a veteran 
um, probably a better quarterback. Even when he was at Auburn, you look at the team around him and all the variables, you never know. But right now, uh, he's about as good as you can get. Joe, when you, when you look at this game and you, and you look at the opportunity that's there for, for Oregon and for Washington, uh, the kind of earmarks that they could put on uh, their respective seasons, what's what's a more important side of the ball here? Is it how good Oregon and, and, and Washington's offenses can be, or is it how good each individual, uh, each, each team's defenses can be? Well, I, I think we already know, guys, how good both the offenses are. There's mm-hmm. no doubt in my mind that Washington's offense is elite. They've got one of the best quarterbacks, number one in a lot of rankings in the nation, mm-hmm. in Michael mm-hmm. Penix. Uh, receivers, I mean, they're, they're throwing the ball all over the field, a ton of yards. I mean, they're just getting it done. Their offense, firing at all cylinders. Oregon's is as well, very balanced, can run the ball, can throw the ball, very efficient, don't turn it over. So when I look at this game, I look and say, okay, which defense is going to be able to handle both of those hot offenses? Which defense is going to is going to shut down the other, you know, one or two times and take away an opportunity to score? And that could be a turnover, or it could be stopping them on third down, which Oregon hasn't been really great at this year, and Washington has been very good at converting third down. So uh, it, the defense is really going to be a key for me. Absolutely. We're talking with Jerry Allen, voice of the Ducks. Um, this rivalry mean, means a ton, uh, and we've seen it kind of go. I mean, you've seen it firsthand from uh, taking butt kickings to to getting, uh, to getting giving some butt kickings, and now we're coming back to two teams that are, are very strong right now in, in, in button heads. What, what does this rivalry mean to, to the Ducks football players? Because it kind of seems like, we're getting that sense of a, a renewed rivalry and kind of, you know, a bitter taste in your mouth going up against the other uh, the, the Huskies. Yeah, I think part of that is, too, when, when, when Washington was really good and they were kicking Oregon's tail around, you know, they kind of looked down their nose at us because Oregon wasn't very good and they owned us. And, and then that kind of turned, and then Oregon fans in the program <laughs> kind of looked down their nose at Washington and they weren't very good. They were struggling, and we owned them, and, but now they're, they're, I think they're both at a, in a level where the winner of this game, uh, and even over the next few years, um, I think both these teams are going to be good, as a chance to represent the Pac-12 or whatever it is uh, to the rest of the nation. And so I think, I think it's really important for both teams to, to show up. One of them's got to win, and the team that wins have a chance to lift up Pac-12 on the West Coast and say, hey, the rest of you guys, they don't believe it. You better believe it is now because one of us is going to get up that in that final four, hopefully. But it was um, it wasn't that many years ago when this game didn't mean anything other than to the two teams playing, and even then it was maybe only one team because the other team didn't have a chance. Now the nation, I think, is looking at this game, going, oh, "Okay, this is a little interesting," and that's good. It's good to have both teams be really good. This is the first time that you've had both teams be really good <laughs> in a while. Uh, this has been a, a one-sided rivalry. And Dustin and I were talking about this yesterday. The idea of a rivalry, you've got to have these opportunities that pop up with something at least remotely on the line. And obviously there's going to be more on the line for the Ducks here. But as the Ducks get ready to take on Washington and they've got Utah and Oregon State, how much of this game is about just this game but also preparing them to close out the season and have that opportunity, again, not to look forward, 
but this is that that road that or that bridge you have to cross if you want to put yourself in a position for a college football playoff. How much of that is kind of like building into the groundswell of creating an atmosphere of just absolute chaos tomorrow? Well, I think that that's you know that really is. It. I mean, it's a rivalry game already because it's Oregon and Washington, and there have been things done down through the years that have been passed on by fans and players and coaches that we all know about. But but now it means so much more for Oregon. It doesn't assure them of a college football playoff, but it assures them of still being considered or in the hunt, eligible. If they lose, they're not. Uh, for Washington, if they can win this game, they're looking at a pretty decent ball game. I they're not going to jump up in that final that final four, but they'll they have a chance to maybe finish as the highest or one of the highest teams in the Pac-12. So. That that helps, you know, their their new staff recruiting. That helps their program and their fans say, okay, we're back. But they lose this game, and and a lot of those things go away for both teams. You know, it it was incredible that UCLA game. Otson was rocking again, and it kind of felt like Otson was back to when this team was was reaching new heights that the program had never felt before. As a guy who sat in that play-by-play booth for, for years and years, uh, are you getting that feeling that that magic is is coming back to Autzen Stadium? Oh, there's no doubt. Oh no! Did we lose him? I think we lost him. I think we lost him. I think Rust is cutting off the mics right there. Uh, we we lost Jerry very quickly, but I want to get that answer from him because that's something that I I I can't wait to hear is. It, I will tell you this. Dirt and I kind of sat next to each other at one point during the UCLA game, and we took an, a look at each other and we said, whoa. Like it, it, the, the, that reverb where your teeth mm-hmm. start rattling. Brock Heward mentioned it on the broadcast. He goes, listen, I'm going to step aside from my, my Husky lineage. He goes, this press box right now is shaking. It was insanely yeah. loud inside Autzen Stadium for that UCLA game. And now you get a four o'clock kick, which is that is almost the perfect time. It's the right amount of booze. Yeah, yeah. You you're not, get you're a not good... too liquored up, but mm-hmm. you're 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 definitely lubricated. It's going to be a good runway yes. for it, and that is that to me is I, I'm super excited to see kind of where we where we land on that front as far as th- this stadium in, in absolutely going crazy for Oregon and Washington. Um, we're, we're trying to, we're efforting getting, getting Jerry back on. Um, I have no idea what we're looking at over there on the other side. Are we ready? We are, Jerry, you back? You there? Now, see, that's the Huskies. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, we cut out right before, but I, I really wanted to know. I wanted to get your 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 answer on that. And right when you started answering, like it, it was the perfect cliffhanger. They cut it off at the right moment because you said, "Oh yeah," and then it just cut out on us. But we were talking about the the Otson magic, and it kind of felt like it was back for that UCLA game. But uh, it was the loudest I'd, I'd heard that stadium. Do you feel that uh, now, and kind of the energy around the program too? Oh, there's no doubt about it. And I, I, what I mentioned was, I think you go back, you know, prior to Dan Lanning getting here, Mario Cristobal, a couple of years of run the ball, not very exciting offenses, you know, hard for crowds to get into that. Yeah. And then you had the COVID year or two in there that really 
slowed things and took people out of a rhythm and out of, gosh, what do we do? How do we do? Um, there were a few years before there that things weren't exciting. Dan Lanning has brought exciting football back again. The mm-hmm. offense is just so much fun to watch. And when UCLA came in with Chip Kelly, people just got it back. They just found it again and went, oh, this is what we used to do. This is fun. And I think it's back. I think this is the way it's going to be. I don't think you're going to see odds and not. Tomorrow is going to be absolutely crazy, absolutely crazy. You talk about Dan Lanning and kind of putting his, his imprint on this university and on this team right now. The world in Washington has got this kind of same opportunity as he's reshaping the Huskies after a 4-8 and eight season. When you look at this, how much do you think that the identities that these coaches are creating are going to play into not only this game, but kind of this rivalry going forward? Because these are both first-year coaches with these programs that, well, we're not in the era of coaches staying for long periods of time at any university outside of maybe Alabama right now. These guys both look like they shape up to be guys who are going to be part of these universities for at least the next five, six, seven years. And how do you think that this first matchup between these guys kind of shapes them going forward? Well, they're you know they're both so young. Uh, when you look at some of the great college coaches across the nation, you know a lot of the a lot of those guys been around for a while, and and this is kind of a new generation of coaches. Dan Lanning is so young and. And um, and he he's got a charisma about him. He's got a personality that's different than some of the the old style coaches. I mean, uh, even though he coached under some of those, and DeVore, same thing. They just hmm. they seem to identify with their players and their coaching staff differently than a Nick Saban or, or you, you name any of those really the top ten coaches that have been there for a long time. It's a different generation. I, I don't know how to define it. Hmm. Define that difference. It's just that Dan Lanning, I think the board probably the same way, shows genuine appreciation for the fans and and what they mean to his program, to the media and what they mean to his program, and to his team and staff. Um, It's not I'm here. uh, Chip Kelly was a great example of I don't care who you are or what you do. If you're not a part of my football program, you can't help me. I don't care about you. Okay. Mm. These two guys are the exact opposite they appreciate everybody around them and are totally enjoying being where they are ah, jerry i'm excited for this one tomorrow it'll be a four o'clock kick down at Otson stadium uh, you Jer- uh you georgie terry and joey take over at two o'clock after our pregame show gets done from noon to two i can't wait for it uh i can't wait to get up in the press box and i'll come by and say, uh, swing by and say hi to you as well uh a- another one another installment of oregon and washington it's going to be a fun one tomorrow thank you for the time jerry Oh, I love being on with you guys. Let's do it again. Uh, maybe just before the biggest game of the year, huh? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. There, there he is, Jerry Allen, the voice of the Ducks.